again, welcome to the increasingly inaccurately titled The Weekly Squeak. This episode, I'm going to do something a little different. It matches a blog post I actually wrote about a week ago. Uh, so it's getting even a little bit out of whack. I'll try to get back on schedule after this. But uh, this relates to a, an article I wrote on The Weekly Squeak on Medium about developer health. And instead of me just repeating and discussing some of what I spoke about, I've actually got two interviews with two other people who I have seen in the past few months talk about the same topic but in different ways. So, um, yeah, it's something a little bit different. And first I'm going to be speaking to Steve Tauber and he's going to talk about posture and looking after your physical health. And then I'm going to be talking to Marin Todorov who's going to be talking more about... I guess looking after yourself in a kind of holistic way, mental health, physical health and how it all relates and some stories from his life that led him to these decisions. So uh, yeah, we'll see how that works. Uh, it's the first time I've tried it, so I apologise for any audio quality and things like that. And um, happy belated Easter, if you believe in that sort of thing. Uh, and I'll see you next week, or <laughs> next instalment, I think we should say. Okay, enjoy. I'm speaking to Steve Tauber, uh, who's in Zagreb in Croatia. I met Steve briefly at a conference last year where he did a lightning talk on posture and looking after your back for developers specifically, um, which ties kind of nicely into the general topic uh, we've been talking about in this podcast. Um, so, Steve, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, Chris. Uh, I'm a developer. In the United States, and recently I've moved into project management. I moved to Croatia two years ago, and about three or four years ago, I had a mic surgery where I had two cortisone shots injected into my spine, and this was due to a uh, accident I had playing sports about six or seven years ago. So. You didn't necessarily have any, uh, for some strange reason, I had some weird thought that you were a physio or something, but um, it's just more from uh, personal experience and wanting to do better yourself and help other people. Definitely. I am, yeah, I'm not not a doctor. Was the surgery at a, as a, a uh, consequence of bad posture, I guess? Uh, the surgery, my consequence of bad posture but it was it definitely compounds the problems that i have uh many many developers and many people that work at a desk don't often get up enough or don't necessarily strengthen those back muscles your core your abdomen and your and your back muscles are responsible for keeping your spine protected when you're moving and because we sit at desks, this is not something the human body was really designed for evolutionarily. And so over time, those muscles weak, weaken and and uh, expose us to greater risk. Is there something specific to kind of working in development type jobs that can make it worse? Or really, are we is everyone having a sedentary job these days just as bad, but it just happens to be the community that we focus on? I think for developers, it's a little bit different than working a normal desk job. If you work in an office, many times you're getting up, walking around, and discussing things with coworkers. Developers usually sit at their desk, and they focus on a piece of code. And for me, I oftentimes lose complete sense of time. I forget to stand up uh, and sometimes even forget to eat, and I won't 
won't switch positions for, you know, sometimes four or five hours in a row. This is, this is very bad. Smokers actually have a little bit of a benefit here because <laughs> they get up every 45 minutes or every hour. Um, of course, there's also negative health consequences from that. What? I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a certain irony. Um, I've noticed that with some of the guys I work with, and two of them always used to get up and go smoking, and they both quit smoking, and now yeah, they hardly ever get up. <laughs> yeah. There's a certain and, irony there. And the, and the question is, uh, uh, have they actually gained weight from that as well? Because, course, you know, yeah. that's, that's another situation where having that extra weight is just more pressure on your joints and – you know, if you have uh, if you have a little bit of a gut, eh, your body can deal with it. But if it's excessive, you know, you're putting all this weight forward on your system, so your you know your hips have to deal with it too. So I guess my first kind of specific question around your area of passion—we won't say expertise, but your area of passion—do um, you have any advice to developers just to not get stuck into those four-hour lacks of uh, you know, losing track of time? Or is it just a uh, part of the job and you have to make yourself better in other ways? Or you would you be more on the side of saying, hey, you can get up every hour, you're not going to lose the plot? Um, I, th- I think that it is a challenge for developers because we have to create uh, an, inter- an, an internal tracking of the system that we're working on, especially if the systems are complex. Um, I'm there, there's a comic that I've seen where there's a guy and he's a developer and he starts imagining the code and the equations and he builds up this huge cloud in his imagination. And then someone drops by his desk and says, Hey, I have a quick question. And the cloud disappears in a poof. And then he has to start over again. And I think, uh, I think distractions are a problem for developers. Uh, there's some time techniques, for instance, the Pomodoro technique where you are dedicated for just a narrow window of time of complete focus. Um, I think if developers are using a system like that, then it's possible to just realize that during your break time, you need to just go and stand up. Um, I, I don't, I don't really see other ways around that. Maybe set a timer or something like that. So what do you, uh, how do you feel about things like standing desks and walking desks? I can't, my impression so far has been that doing anything the same for a long period of time is not necessarily that good for you and it's more about the variety. But how do you feel about some of those alternatives? So standing desks, recently there are a couple articles that came out and said standing desks really don't give you the benefits that doctors thought. But doctors are changing their minds on these all the time. You know, sometimes you'll see an article that says uh, sitting down at a desk is equivalent to smoking a pack a day. Or you'll see another article that says it's fine if you sit down. And there's just not much consensus here. I think the biggest thing is if you have a variety in the positions you're working in, you won't get stressed. Your body won't get stressed out uh, too much. So I like to stand up from time to time. Sometimes when I'm working from home, I'll lie on the couch for a half an hour and then go back and sit at the desk. And that's something that if you have an office space that allows this variety, I think overall you'll see, uh, you'll see, a, a less damage to your body. Um, the most important thing though, is just having in general, a healthy, a healthy weight. And more importantly, if you go to the gym, you need to spend some time exercising your back and exercising your core. 
Coming back to some of that more practical stuff in a minute, I'm just interested, um, why do you think the medical profession is so so undecided on this topic? Is it just that we don't have the long-term evidence yet? Or, I don't know, are there other agendas? Or <laughs> No, I, I think it's just a lack of data. Um, with most... With most uh, medical studies, you know, it's there's only a few groups in the world focusing on one particular area, unless it's something like cancer research or, you know, uh, communicable diseases. So, you know, someone will do research and file a paper, and it takes time to have a group peer review those and then file their publication. So it is a longer process. I think that's actually something that technology will start to solve sooner than later, but as of now, we're still have very, uh, a slow cycle on, on validating, uh, medical research. Okay. So first kind of bit of advice from you in, in my mind, I feel like this is actually the simpler, um, area is what sort of, do you recommend any particular exercises for strengthening your back and your core? Definitely. Um, during my lightning talk, actually, I went through a lot of simple exercises that you can do at your desk. The biggest thing you can do actually is stretch. Stretching is if you wake up in the morning, the the first thing you should be doing is stretching a little bit. You only need to spend a couple minutes doing it and you'll you'll see results from that. When we're sitting at the desk, uh, one problem we also have is that our hamstrings are uh, in a, in the same position all day. So if you focus on your legs and getting those in the proper uh if you focus on your legs and you get them in proper shape, that will help create a base for for uh, for your spine to be healthy. Everything's connected. Would you uh, count uh, bike riding as adequate for getting your legs in proper shape? Bike riding is definitely good. Um, it's something that I, I enjoy myself. And uh, you have to make sure your bike is the proper size. Uh, if your bike is too small, then you can obviously have a lot of damage to your knees there. So actually the one question I've been asked a couple of times when I've done the presentation and had this conversation and one I've never really been able to answer because I'm pretty conscious of being fairly bad at it myself uh, and actually the one that I think is harder than exercising because exercising is a very conscious thing, you know, you kind of know when you're doing it, um, is the whole posture uh, conversation and um, there's various recommendations on chairs and setting up your screen the right way and desk height and things like that. But even with all that, you can still find yourself very easily slouching um, or maybe even sitting too rigidly and, you know, the kind of two extremes of how it's bad to sit. So do you have any kind of easy to follow recommendations for giving yourself good posture when at a desk? If you're sitting at a desk, then you're going to have bad posture no matter who you are after a given period of time. So the best way to prevent this is to make sure that you have strong back muscles and then you're naturally going to sit in a good posture for the first half an hour, 45 minutes. And that's why you need to get up and walk around and then return to that position. It gives your back a chance to rest. Me personally, I, I sit in a non-ergonomic way because it's very relaxing for me. That's one thing I have to work on. Uh, but it's something that if you're aware of it, you're going to be better about it. It's just a matter of getting getting your body in shape to the point where it's not something you need to think about you can strengthen those back muscles and then you'll naturally sit up straight how do you recommend strengthening your back muscles 
So there's a couple different exercises you can do. Uh, physical therapists recommend some that uh, look very silly, but actually really focus on the muscles that uh, that are that are weak in this case. So one example is uh, you can stand against a wall with your head, your shoulder blades, your butt, and your heels all touching the wall, and you're going to relax your shoulder blades. And then lift your arms up and pretend you're climbing an imaginary ladder. And this is going to strengthen some of those muscles in uh, the upper back, which are usually weaker. Uh, And the other one I got asked a few times, which I didn't really know an answer to, was uh, preventing shoulder slouch, I think. Uh, Like rolling your shoulders forward? I guess. I'm not 100% sure what the question was, but I'm kind of always conscious that most people are not doing the right thing with their shoulders. Yeah, I think uh, oftentimes uh, people roll their shoulders forward involuntarily. Oh yeah, I'm actually doing um, it right now. Now I look at myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so again, that's that involves. Uh, there's a couple small muscles in your back. It's called the rotator cuff. Um, there's very simple exercises you can do uh, at the gym or at home. Something as simple as lifting, uh, you know, one pound or a half kilo worth of weight. You just extend your arm straight up, make sure your shoulder is dropped as much as possible, and you just lift your arm up with that weight. And over time, you'll strengthen that. You can do it at a couple different angles. So you can do it straight in front of you where you're lifting that arm, keeping your arm straight the entire time. Or you can do it out to the side and do the same thing. And these are these are muscles that are often overlooked. Uh, it's it's something that most people that aren't you know very gym savvy they're, they're unaware of most people will go and focus on their chest, focus on maybe their legs or their butt, things that are very visible. These are things that these, these are the muscles that are actually going to like keep you healthy long-term. So <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> stuff that makes us look good as opposed stuff, to stuff that makes us look good. That's, that's what everyone, what does everyone, every guy want? They want, you know, the six pack abs, they want the, the big chests, but you know, the back's got to, the back's got to support that. If you overwork your chest, it's just going to pull your whole frame forward like a clam closing up. You know, make me feel a lot better about my uh, physical appearance. (laughs) (laughs) So the other, just coming back a little bit to the kind of desk setup. So do you feel that maybe you're the sort of ergonomic this and that that you can buy? Are they useful or are they a bit of a con? Or again, is it only useful if you're already in better shape? I think that they're probably useful, but I can't say for certain. For me, the body is really good about telling you when it doesn't like something. So if you listen to your body, and this is a skill, listen to your body, develop that, uh, develop that skill, and you'll know if something isn't right. And I think most people know you've been at the computer for you know three or four hours. Maybe you start to get a headache. Uh, maybe your wrist starts to hurt. This is these are very good signs that you need to be changing position. That you need to be maybe standing up and taking a break. Most of us we just push through it, and that's really not what we should be doing. Do you, do you want? Is there a, a a change needed in some corporate culture? I, I I wonder if the the West especially is really ever gonna worry if someone gets up every hour or something. But are there some workplaces you've encountered or you know people who have worked in where it's just, it's weird how you said earlier how sometimes smokers are almost excused, but if you're not a smoker, it's like, why are you having a break? You know? <laughs> yeah, and uh, coming from America to here, it's very interesting to see how the work ethic changes where people are, I think, more easygoing about how much time they're putting in. 
Um, so even if you're working, let's say seven hours a day, uh, I think in Europe that time it, the management knows that some of that time is spent just relaxing and kind of re reassessing the situation. Whereas in the U S you're highly focused for that entire period of time. And it's very exhausting. Um, there, there's a new corporation that I've heard about called a B Corp as opposed to like a C Corp. A B Corp is focused on uh, social and environmental problems. And it, also to get that certification, you have to have sustainability as part of your core uh, work processes. So that's something that I think people are becoming more aware of. Uh, we've had a lot of unsustainable development and unsustainable requirements for workers. And I think a lot of workers are just realizing that this isn't something that I want in my life. Stress is a killer and they're trying to avoid it now actively. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting in terms of the work culture stuff, I've found that maybe, yes, um, people in Europe, and Europe, is, of course, is a big place. Work cultures vary across the uh, the, Absolutely. the subcontinent. But um, I found that whilst generally maybe work is not quite as intense as in the US, it's also less open-minded sometimes about trying some of these things. Like you see less standing desks and things like that unless you're in particularly kind of uh, – you know, more startup posh world. corporations, I think. Say it again. I would say more posh corporations. Yeah, find those. Sort of one thing I've noticed, like even when I lived in Australia, like it had a more American British attitude to that, and was more open to these things. Where I found sometimes, especially in Germany, anyway, people are a lot more kind of. Uh, I will work my time. That is what I am here for. You know, <laughs> as well, a little bit. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's. it's- just, you know, everyone's it's, one I moved, it's one reason I moved here because it, life, I think, is, you, you know, there's the, the quote uh, from some movie, but, it, uh, you know, life life moves fast. If you don't s- slow down, you'll miss it. Something like yeah, that, yeah. the exact quote. But. <laughs> so firstly, in relation to the bits of advice you've just mentioned, do you have a particular website or place with your advice, or can you recommend any other good resources that people should go and look for more information? Uh, you know, I'm sure that there are many resources available online via Google. I made my slides public on GitHub, github.com slash Steve Tauber, T-A-U-B-E-R. And I have my slides there, and you can look at the pictures of the exercises. Uh, some are just basic physical therapy exercises. And there's a million. If you search online, you can find images of how to do all these different back exercises. And then more personally, anything interesting you're working on that you want to promote or plug or anything else? (laughs) Sure. I have a startup called Cuddly. It's spelled C-U-D-D-L-I. And we're on Android and we're launching iOS very soon. And it's uh, dating for geeks. We try to get people out in the real world as soon as possible. Instead of answering 100,000 questions and us trying to tell you who you like, we let you have all that power and you get to decide who you like. That actually ties very nicely to some of the other topics I've covered in the, the podcast oh, about getting out and meeting strangers and things as well for sort of mental health. Well, hope, for right. hopefully for mental health. Of course, it depends on the people yeah. you end up meeting. But <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but yeah, could be could be could be a negative on the on the mental health. Sometimes, yeah. Well, that sounds like a really interesting idea. I hope I won't need to use it anytime soon. Well, uh, we, we actually my... support uh, married couples as well or long term couples. 
part of the date cycle is finding out where am I going to go, and that's what we do. We provide you a list of venues and cool dates. Ah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Even if you're in a long term relationship, where we are the app for you. <laughs> I think that's a a good a good point to uh, to end the conversation on. <laughs> so, thanks for joining me, Steve. Yeah, thanks for having me, Chris. Well, my name is Martin Tillerf, and uh, I've been an independent developer for the longest time now. Um, and I do iOS apps. I develop for the iPhone and the Mac platforms. And I've been working on a lot of different books and articles. That's uh, Writing is also something that I do a lot. I think that's fair to say, yeah. Yeah, I think that seems reasonable. That's okay. <laughs> There's no judgment here. It's okay. Um, MDevCon last week, I saw uh, Marion speak uh, along similar lines, although his topics were more about improving yourself. I guess I was maybe talking about how to get yourself uh, fitter and healthier in the first place, and then I think you were talking more about how to improve yourself um, in terms of career but also mentally and physically as well. Uh, I guess two sides of the same coin. So, yeah, why why did you want to talk about that subject? Well, because in a way, um, in a way, I, I first of all because I really hate people seeing people just running running towards a wall, end up in a hospital with a burnout, and uh, just because we programmers tend to get so focused and so obsessed with chasing the zone and writing code that we just forget that we are not actually machines and we are just people. So the reason I wanted to do this talk was to try to give a sense to the people that it really is not just only about work. It's about striking the right balance between uh, your work and your own well-being. And, and that will actually strike the right balance, will actually improve not only your life, but also your work. So in a way, sometimes working less is actually producing, yielding more and better results. And what did anything happen to you that brought you to this point of wanting to help others? If you feel free to talk about that, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, many, many things happened. A, li- a life happened, actually. The whole life happened to me <laughs> until I got to this point <laughs> um, to actually be able to like look at uh, look at everything in, in this in this uh, specific way, but um, yeah, I think that I've been programming for I've been programming for oh my god, um, give me a second here, uh, twenty twenty four years is it now? Yeah, it's about twenty four years, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> in, in in this long very long time I. Uh, I ended up with a lot of different, like, I don't know, um, wrist pains and, and back curves and, and I don't know what, all these kind of things. And uh, and something that I spoke about openly in last year in, in a few conferences is how I ended up actually in the hospital because uh, of uh, a rejection email from Apple's app review team. <laughs> I, I, I just didn't take it very well, <laughs> very well. And then ended up uh, being hurdled in, a, in an ambulance to a hospital in Berlin. So, uh, so at this point, I was thinking, like, really, like, is, is this is this really worth it, like, to 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 end up like this? Uh, 
you know, in a foreign country with people speaking German around you, and like you're totally, literally, okay, not literally, but figuratively shitting your pants. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so I started doing more, you know, physical activity and you know, c- cooking and all these things that I speak about in my talk and I really feel much better and I can notice that my work is actually also getting better too because just because I have an inner balance I feel like much better I guess do you feel that uh, so in this period where you've um, tried to improve that work-life balance have you always been working for yourself or for a company um, um, well there, there were I think there was a there, there was one, there was one year where I worked full time at a company as a contractor, and uh, most of the other time I've been working at home or on site on on a short contracts. Yeah. Do you think there's an extra challenge to kind of getting that work life balance if you are working for a company? I mean, of course, there's a lot of companies now that acknowledge these things, but there's still a lot that don't as well. <laughs> Yeah, um, I can imagine that it's that it's actually harder to find the time if you need to commute, especially if you need to commute an hour to the office and an hour back, and you got to take an hour for lunch break uh, just to just to find the time. But this is one of the this one this is the specific reason that I that I put a, a special you know like a special highlight on finding time for for yourself and for for your own well being in in my talk. Uh, because um, this basically these excuses people would find to not take care of themselves. But yeah, I agree with you. This is it's it's a little bit more difficult if you're if you're working in an office. Although although um, la- in the last year's talk that was called "What's in it for us after the indie apocalypse is over," you can you can look it up on the YouTube. I think it's a funny talk, um, and it's basically about indie developers and. And everything, and, but but it ends with a it ends with a twist uh, that, that just says you know like in the end you can also get hired. It's not really a problem because in the present day, you know, companies provide so many things in the office, like I don't know, organic beef, craft beer, uh, massages, and things like this. So uh, um, if you find the right company, it could also feel pretty pretty amazing to work for them. Besides, actually, uh, you know, doing great work. I guess that's a good point that I've liked to suggest to some people who are not happy where they're working. Is at the moment we have the luxury as developers of, or people working in related fields to developers as well, development. That um, it's not too hard to find new work. So if someone doesn't, I think that's always been my one piece of advice, really, in terms of improving your lifestyle around your work is. It's not too hard to change. Um, some people have bigger responsibilities than others, of course, which you have to worry about. But, you know, taking the plunge is never as scary as it initially seems. Um, and, you know, we also know that no matter how many times people will tell you that, it still takes you to reach that conclusion. But, um, yeah, I think it's a good, a good piece of advice to give is that if you do feel that there's stress, unnecessary stress and pressure on you in a workplace... Don't feel unconfident about taking the plunge out. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This this it's it's. I've been going to a lot of a lot of events, um, especially in the last couple of years, and I it, it is sad how many people I meet that 
actually share a story when they end up in a hospital because of their work. And it, it, this is not, you know, this is not a you know, high-risk professions like, I don't know, a, a crocodile timer or something. <laughs> it's just sitting in the office. <laughs> so uh, it is sad to see how many people do experience that, do end up in a hospital because of that. What's, what's your favorite? I like to be uh, practically minded. What's your favorite three kind of bits of advice that you would give to people wanting to attain a better work-life balance and a better, a better them, a better developer? <laughs> um, okay, that's a, that's a great question. If you, I guess you noticed from my presentation that I also like to provide action points for people so they, <laughs> they can actually follow up on the talk. Uh, if they download the slides. Well, I think that the most important thing is something that I learned from Tim Ferriss' books, uh, from the 4-Hour Week and 4-Hour Chef, which is basically to, you know, trying to implement habits in your life that are, that are sustainable, that is a substantial change to your daily routine rarely works. So if you if you have never ran and if you would like to start running every day for one hour, this is probably nothing that you would be able physically or mentally to follow through. So what I learned from his book is that you should aim for the smallest, smallest possible changes to your you know, daily routine that would yield um, the most, the most, uh, the the. the basically the best results, the most uh, change to your to your well-being. So don't aim for running, start running every day for an hour, but aim running, I don't know, 15 minutes every three days or so. This is something that you could actually follow through on. And it's not such a, such a substantial time hawk that running every day for an hour would be. Or... Do a five-minute exercise a day. There is this intensive five-minute exercise that you can take, and this is literally five minutes a day. So this is something that you can actually implement without having your daily routine change too much. Or um, subscribe to one well-being blog there is. So you will read, I don't know, three articles a week, which is in total maybe... 20 minutes a week. This is something that it's, that you can follow through on. Yeah. Um, one interesting thought that came into my mind whilst I was kind of putting the um, presentation that, that I had into a, a blog post instead was, do you feel, um, sort of going slightly at, a, at an angle, but um, that there's this kind of split... Uh, splits desire from fields, especially of developers. I find, I, I guess maybe firstly, it's the one industry I know best. Maybe other industries are just the same, but also that we sometimes tend to be people who like to follow trends really hard sometimes. Um, that there's this sort of split camp between, oh my God, I must be busy. Um, busyness is a sign of importance of, uh, talent of desirability uh, and then the other camp of course there's a lot of people in the middle but let's just talk at extremes for now um, 
that want to go for this ultimate work-life balance and in some respects sometimes go on about that so much that <laughs> that it feels like this kind of replacing one obsession with another. Um, and I guess one is better for you, but do you wonder if sometimes we are... Is there is there such thing as pushing too much for a work-life balance? Are we... Are we spoiling other things by doing it or is that not possible? I don't know. I'm not even entirely sure if this this is a real question, but it's just something I was thinking about. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, what I do feel is that I noticed that lately there's this cult to productivity that really drives drives us mad because... I think that when people see that there is every day there is a new productivity tool released or a new productivity uh, blog post coming in their feed or, or you know all these all this noise that is made around productivity, that that's subconsciously you have the feeling that if everyone's trying to be more productive, then you probably are not productive enough as well, <laughs> in a way. Um, so, so it, I think this is same, same like with the. I think it's the same, it's the same subliminal message as 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 with uh, movies and cigarettes. Like when you when you go to every movie and then when the good bad when the good guys kill the bad guys, they have a cigarette. And you're thinking, ah, also if if I'm a good guy, then I should be also smoking. So when you see the whole internet buzzing around productivity, you're like, oh yeah, I should also be more productive. Um, yeah, actually, that's a better way of putting it. And there's just two two camps in productivity: one taking it to the extreme of fitting in as much as possible, yeah. quantity, and one camp wanting to fit quality. I suppose uh, casting no judgment on them, <laughs> well, which is well, better or worse, but yeah, I'm, I'm by no I'm by no means working working um, little, like or how do you, how do you put it in English, like working. Um, I'm actually working a lot. Um, yeah, but do you do you you enjoy your work, don't you? Don't you? Yeah, that's that's it. Like today, I struck like a three-hour session in the morning working on an open source project, which uh, it, I do it for the pure joy of it. So uh, this is actually it's it's not heavy on my shoulders. I feel like pretty good about it. And uh, now after this talk, I'm gonna go switch to uh, working mode and uh, probably turn in at a. I don't know, three, four hours of uh, actual work that I get paid for. And in the end, I know, like I I end up with almost the same amount of hours that um, people in the office will do with that difference that I had a pretty good lunch that I did myself in the kitchen <laughs> and I had it on the balcony. So uh, I feel pretty good about it. Just following up from from that last point, I've sometimes wondered and... I, do you have – forgive me if it's a personal question. I don't know, feel like it is, but forgive me if it is. Do you have a family or children or uh, – No, um, I'm, I'm, I'm engaged and um, we're looking forward to having kids hopefully soon. Yeah, so I've sometimes, I've sometimes wondered this, um, that people like you and I at the moment have kind of a, you know, a luxury of some extra time that we have to um, – we, we have free to fill with what we want to fill it with. And for a lot of people, children especially, can fill up a lot of that time. Um, and it's just, it can be a stressful time. It can be a rewarding time. That's, you know, that's, that's how that is. 
And I sometimes wonder that, um, like you, I enjoy what I do. I'm now at that luxurious point where I can basically pick things I want to work on and for the most part I don't work on things I don't want to work on and I work on what I enjoy. So often working, in inverted commas, doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like a chore. It doesn't feel like, oh, my God, I've got to go to this crappy office for eight hours and do some bunch of crap for, you know, it doesn't feel like that. But I still wonder sometimes if because of that, because we enjoy a lot of what we do, and to us it's almost like our, our children, you know, it's just our open source projects, our blog posts, there's things we want to work on. Is there still a danger of working too much, even though you're work- you feel like you're working on something you like, so it doesn't feel like work, but you still are working too much, if you know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a... Uh, yeah, here, here we are in total... Total agreement. Um, since since uh, you know many programmers have their work and their hobby being basically the same thing, just in diff- different repo. Um, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's uh, it's it's. There's always the always the possibility to actually uh, work yourself to to a situation in which you can't do either, which is of course sad. Uh, that's why that's 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 one of the reasons that I did this talk that you saw at MDEFCON, and then actually I did it again in Sunday in in a international conference in Portugal. Um, so that's why I think that doing non-technical things is really important, just to get you away from the keyboard, give you a sense of, basically bring you back in touch with reality in a sense. <laughs> I think it's very important to you know. It's it's a point that I've brought up in my own presentation about uh, screen breaks, going for a walk, talking to strangers, uh, going out for lunch. Like I find in Europe it's not, well, the companies I've worked for in Europe it's not so bad, but in other places I've worked, going out for lunch seems to be like this crazy thing to do. <laughs> and you'd have to almost force people to do it sometimes. Yeah, luckily I've never worked in a such a place. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's in in England and Australia. I found it far worse than in Europe. But um, maybe just, especially in England, maybe just food wasn't very good. So <laughs> also quite expensive, as I hear. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've not lived there for a while, so it's prices have changed. But yeah, it was. It's just something like that. Even just that, even half an hour break is better than nothing. You know. It doesn't, as you say, it doesn't take much. People seem to associate lifestyle changes with big uh, seismic shifts. It doesn't yeah, have to be. Yeah. It can be small things and yeah. you're more likely to stick to them as well. You know, I think that's a good take-home point. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was very lucky to work for Monster Technologies, um, monster.com in, in Prague. And uh, I think the office there was simply amazing because besides the relax and the kitchen areas, there was also showers. So um, when people went for a quick workout at, at, at lunch, basically for the lunch break, there was a, a home's place just on the other side of the square. Um, and um, so people would just go there, work out, then come back, have a shower, you know, change, change, get a new set of clothes and uh, just go to their desk totally refreshed. That was, that was simply great. Yeah, that's something I'm still trying to do. I'm actually... I'm not necessarily going over a workout, but I think where we live in Berlin, there's definitely opportunity to maybe go and do yoga at lunchtime. Uh, oh, yeah. That's something I think I'm going to, once my wife's better, 
we've been talking about doing it for ages. I think time it's time to actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, doing it, doing it with your with your wife, like going together for yoga or, or you know, doing doing anything together is really the best. It's more just uh, self uh, <laughs> mutual uh, pressure as well to actually do it. <laughs> <I think. laughs> also, yeah, <laughs> it's probably more the more practical uh, thing there, but. Okay, um, so just in wrap up, uh, tell people what you're working on next. What's what are you working on at the moment? What's the next project that's going live or being released? Or well, um, next month I'm speaking at App Builders. So if anyone is is really interested in this talk that we've been talking about, I'm going to do it one more time next month in Zurich, and the conference is called AppBuilders.ch. So uh, if anyone wants to catch this talk that's the that's the way to go and uh, i'm working on a couple of things uh, i'm doing i'm doing some secret things for realm that are still not announced <laughs> and an open source project uh with rx swift that i which i really love so um i'm really into reactive programming now uh, there's many things i'm not selling anything right now i'm just feeling relaxed <laughs> and happy <laughs> that's fine <laughs> it's more of an american question sometimes what are you selling <laughs> yeah yeah well and sometimes i am but right now uh, i don't feel the pressure to uh to, to push anything so so yeah so whoever wants to catch me uh next month in zurich and also in Warsaw uh, at mce3 if anyone wants to uh visit Warsaw, uh see me live uh, that's a good place to, to be thanks baron for your time and uh you can Find more details uh, about Marion on underplot.com. And, um, yeah, enjoy your afternoon in... uh... Thank you very much, Chris. Thank you for inviting me.